0: You're listening to Wholesaling Inc, episode number 351. The whole thing about marketing is is that if you don't do it consistently, you're just throwing money away. So the ability to make a message be consistent on autopilot is super attractive to me. That's what sold me the most on the fact that I needed to be in that space. the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your
1: hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Woo! Welcome to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, America's number one podcast for new real estate investors, where finding discounted properties is the most proven path to financial freedom. I am Chris Arnold, and I am your host today. And it is a pleasure to be hanging out with a good buddy of mine, David Dodge. What's happening, David? Hey,
0: buddy. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Thanks for having me.
1: Man, if I'm having you, it's going to be a good time, man. You and I know each other really well, have built a great friendship, and definitely have done some business together.
0: That's right. Absolutely, man. I'm good to to talk to you, Chris. How's the the weather, man? Everyone that knows about Chris Arnold knows that he's living the the vacation life (laughs) All the time. It's every
1: day, baby. I love it. Down in Tulum. Hey, hey, you're going to be down here in just about three weeks yourself.
0: Though That's right. I'm on my way, man. Me. Bags are packed, so, ready to ride. I'm
1: looking forward to having you, man. We're going to have a great time. Well, David, man, tell us about you. You're in St. Louis, but for people listening, who is David Dodge? What type of business are you doing? Give us a little bit about your background.
0: You got it, man. You got it. So like you said, I'm in St. Louis. Uh, my name is Dave. I uh, have been wholesaling property for about five years. done about 400 transactions in, in that time period. I've been investing in real estate for about 15. The first 10, I didn't know about discounted properties and motivated sellers. And I was buying one or two a year and paying 20% down on my loans. And just, you know, I was a, I was a rookie. And then about five years ago, I learned about locating motivated sellers and about building relationships with banks. And in the last five years, like I said, we've done 400 transactions and we have about 65 rental properties at this point too. So Absolutely. We're rocking and rolling. Now you,
1: you got a pretty aggressive goal. What, what's your goal on the rental? Because I love this vision that you have.
0: Yeah, thank you. I want to have 150 rentals. Now that's not necessarily doors. We have some multifamilies, but the way we count them is, is more along the, the lines of, of roofs. So we wanted to have 150 properties in the next 24 to 36 months. And we really just started buying aggressively about 15 months ago. We had about maybe 12 or 14 before we started buying aggressively. So in the last, you know, 15 months or so, we've, we picked up about 50 houses, 50 properties.
1: That's what I'm talking about. I love it, man. And I love your energy as always. There's, Thank there's you. no one that does it with more flair and style. Than That's right, baby. Yeah, just trying to have fun all the time. That's exactly right. I know you do that. So man, let's talk about radio. That's one. Yeah, of the I, brought I love this topic. Radio is great. So let me ask you this. When you and I connected, you weren't utilizing radio. That was one of the first things as we were adding value to one another. You said, Chris, And can you help me set up radio up in St. Louis? My first question to you is what attracted you to radio? Why did you say, hey, I need to get this set up for my business? What was it?
0: I mean, there's so many reasons, really. But uh, one of them was just the ability to reach people that I wouldn't be able to normally reach. right? I mean, you're talking about a whole different medium that's broadcasted 30 to 50 miles in some cases in every direction. And there's motivated sellers everywhere. We teach this people. I know you guys teach this to people, but I mean, at any given time, there's 150 motivated sellers in a 10 mile radius of where you're at. You just don't know. They don't know how to reach you. You don't know how to reach them. So getting that message out there to the broader audience was awesome. Not only did I love that the most, but I'll be honest with you guys. I am terrible at marketing. I'm not terrible at creating it, I'm not terrible at executing it. I'm terrible at being consistent. And the whole thing about marketing is is that if you don't do it consistently, you're just throwing money away. So the ability to make a message be consistent on autopilot is super attractive to me. That's what sold me the most on the fact that I needed to be in that space.
1: We say set it and forget it. Did you feel like when you kind of set up radio, got it running, it was pretty automated? You just have to wait. For the phone to ring and answer it? We didn't even have
0: to wait for the phone to ring. It rang like the second day we were running ads, man. It it rings immediately. (laughs) That's the cool thing too about this kind of marketing. You know, like there's lots of ways to do marketing, you know, tons and tons of ways. And again, it's all about being consistent. A lot of ways you have to feed that machine and then you have to wait. With radio, you don't. I mean, it's essentially the message is out right then and there. You know, a a lot of strategies in terms of make your number easy and repeat the number multiple times. But, you know, very few times will I will I get a call or a lead from somebody from a radio ad that's like, Oh, I heard your ad last month. It's usually today, yesterday, or within two or three days. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. It, it seems to be more of an instant way of marketing. But you also have people that call, you know, and Chris, you've helped me put together a super creative ad, which is awesome. And I know you have a lot of different different ads that you run. But having a really catchy ad would sometimes get people call you just to tell you they liked your ad, but they don't even have a property to sell, but they might. Or after you start talking to them, they're curious to learn more about you and they'll want to have you out and
1: then they will have a property. So it's it's just, it's just a really unique way of going. So let me ask you this. Did you ever get hate calls on radio? Someone telling you, Hey, stop spamming me. Stop sending me something like, let's say you might get that on Direct mail or some other traditional Oh, stuff. no, not at all. Any calls that I get, there are people saying
0: they like the ad and it's funny or catchy. But it's, no, it's never that way. I mean, with direct mail, we've had people mail back letters with feces on them, man. I mean, it's just like, hate. <laughs> there's some hateful people out there, you know, and we're paying the government, the post office, to deliver it legally, you know. But yeah, with the radio, people can change the station
1: if they don't like it. But with mail, they have to get it,
0: Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So.
1: And what about the quality of lead? What did you see there from the quality of lead with radio to maybe some of the other pieces of lead generation you were doing? Higher quality, lower quality? What did you see with someone calling in in the sense of their motivation? You know, motivation,
0: I feel like with people on the radio is going to be higher, typically. Than other sources, not always, but it it really depends on the message that you're putting out, so for a while, I had a message that was like, "You know, I will buy any house in any part of town. Call me today, and you know I would get a lot of people that wanted to sell me their house at retail, so then we had a marketing message that was like, "I want to buy the bad houses and the good houses and the ones that are falling down, and hey, if it's on fire, call me, we'll buy that one too, you know, and then that brings in a different type of customer too. So if you have a really good refined message, you are going to get people that are going to respond to that message. Mm-hmm. And my yeah. my recent ads, the one I'm running now, they are designed to sell to people that need money quick like within a week. You know, and I say I buy all types. However, I say, you know, I'm an investor, I'm a cash buyer, I'm basically trying to trade convenience for this discount. I'm not paying you full price. And those leads that come in are, are awesome because their motivation is high and they're willing to sell at a discount. I love that.
1: And I think that's an important point. Dave, if you remember, when I actually started advertising on the radio a long, long time ago, I was actually uh, advertising for retail leads because I was advertising for my brokerage. That's right. And so you're absolutely you, you know right. right. The ad matters. You can run an ad that's going to generate retail or you can craft that ad in a way, which is important, to generate a discounted property, which is our goal. So what you say in the ad matters, which is what yeah, I hear you saying, and absolutely. definitely what we've seen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, but if you put the right message out, Chris, the one that says that, you know, hey, I have a a legit company that can truly trade you convenience for a discounted price, basically, here's how I like to look at it wholesalers just provide liquidity to the marketplace. They come in and they create a win-win by getting the a property sold and getting one bought for them. But they're basically willing to pay less for speed, right? So when you put out that message on the radio that you can do that to people, those are going to be the kind of people that are going to call you. Like it's super rare that somebody calls me and says, Hey, can I list, will you guys list my house? It's like, no, we'll make an offer on it, you know, but like, it's super rare because we're not making that message clear that we're a brokerage. And if we don't buy it, we'll help you sell it. We don't have
1: that message. Absolutely. So for people listening, tell us about your experience in setting it up. How difficult was it? How heavy of a lift was it to get radio up and going, maybe in comparison to some of the other traditional ways out there? What was your experience? Tell us.
0: Uh, Yeah, man. Well, I'm happy that I hired you to help me get it going. That was number one, because honestly, I wouldn't have done it without guidance. In hindsight, looking back on anything in life, you're like, wow, that really wasn't that difficult. But I didn't know any of those things. I paid for speed, right? I'm grateful that I did because you were able to make that process you know, smooth for me. Now... It wasn't something that I decided I wanted to do. And then it was, it was up and running, you know, 30 days later, unfortunately. However, I'm sure that's super possible. But for me, I wanted to basically let these stations know that I was willing to pay for my advertising at my, at my call, like basically at my rate, right? Which was go, rock bottom, right? Which was rock bottom. Yep. And I didn't go in asking for pricing. I didn't ever ask anybody for pricing. They would, they would counter with their, pricing and I just you know was I played the game with them but it only took me maybe two and a half months two to two and a half months I am ultra grateful I waited though Chris and I didn't jump in and pay those prices And essentially at this point I've been doing it for how long do you think it's been a year a year and a, a year maybe 15 a year, months year, and a half. A year year and a half year year and a half um at, I mean if you look at the amount of of, of costs cost, that I got in at versus the ones that I would have paid at retail over that 15 months, that would have been three months worth of, of ads.
1: Yeah. So yeah. for our audience listening, give us an idea of like how much you're paying for a radio station, if you don't mind, because there yeah. a lot of people go, is it affordable, right? How expensive is this going to be? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So in, here in St. Louis, it's actually pretty competitive in terms of the radio. Oddly enough, like there's a lot of people advertising and we're we're not a very huge city we're you know metropolitan area of about i think we're at like maybe 2.7 to 3 million something like that but we went in and we made our our offers and they came back with their prices and we just said okay well we'll you know we'll circle back we don't need you guys but you probably need us in the time that you know you don't have these ads so basically uh, both of the stations that i was working with in the beginning they had um, they had a about a half a million people listening during the time slots that, you know, that me and you work around. And uh, they initially wanted like 120 to 150 an ad. And I kind of came in around 40 bucks. And at this point, we're spending about 3000 a month on the radio.
1: And, and that's like for how many stations? So we got two stations. Two stations, total cost $3,000 a month.
0: $3,000 a month. Yeah. And uh before we were doing that, we were spending about fifteen grand on this is really cool, Chris. I don't know if I told you this yet, but we were spending about fifteen grand on all of our marketing. You know, all the different things that we were doing, which is about six or seven things. And now that we have that in place, we have cut the total marketing budget in half. That's big. No, I don't that's think you big. did tell I mean, me that's that. huge because <laughs> huge. Yeah, that's huge because we don't, we don't need to, you know, worry about doing it. And it's almost impossible for you to not be consistent whenever you have one or two ads and you don't need to overthink this guys. You know, I'm not trying to complicate the waters by saying you have to have multiple ads. I literally had one ad run for seven, eight months straight and forgot about it, but you automate the process of marketing to where you can't forget because it's in a system and it gets played automatically. Whereas I would get all excited about direct mail and send a campaign every two or three weeks for like two, three months straight. And then the phones would be blowing up. And then I would quit doing it for two months. And it's like having inconsistencies in your marketing is one of the best ways to have a roller coaster of a business. And nobody wants that. You want to have consistency. So having consistent marketing is the first thing you need to think about, right? And this helps keep the business marketing consistent.
1: So what type of success have you seen with have you Have you done any and deals? And I'd like to scale it That's what people want to,
0: like, to know. Yeah, I'd like to scale it to you know, anywhere between 6 to 10 a month. But I'm in no hurry, man. Three 3,000 a month right now is, is doing great. So we're getting you know, anywhere between 20 and 25 ads played a week, 2 to 3 a day. With that amount of ads, we're probably getting that amount of calls. I'd say we're probably getting about 20 calls uh, between both stations a week. So 20, 40, 60, 80, that's 80 a month. And I'd say, I don't know, maybe three to five deals a month come from that. That's $3, true. $3,000, yeah. three, five deals. I mean, you're talking, you know, 650 to to $1,000 a deal. They're good deals. Because so, again, people are responding to the message that I'm putting out. Whenever people send mail, if the message, and there's a lot of ways to do that too, of course, but there, when the message isn't, you know, I'm looking for, the ultra person, person, it doesn't come out like that. It says, you know, like, has, like, checks. Like, they'll be like, you know, are you getting divorced? Or, you know, have you recently filed bankruptcy? Or whatever it is, pre-foreclosure. Those are going for motivation. But when you're just mailing people, like, a high equity list, you know, or maybe even an absentee owner, you're basically putting a message in front of them that can't help them, right? Inherently, the nature of that is you're going to get a lot of calls that aren't going to be anything that you can convert. So to me, it's like I'd rather not get 100 calls a week and have two or three good leads. I'd rather get 20 calls a week, right? And have two or three good leads because people aren't responding to a message that may not suit their needs.
1: I agree. So ultra- and I was, I'd always like to say, David, what you're saying yeah. is true. And that is direct mail is high call volume low quality, right? As an example. Absolutely. And, and it's only radio, like
0: a 1% response
1: rate. <laughs> yeah. Low quality and Radio 1%. Is, exactly. And radio is like the other side of the spectrum, right? It's lower call volume, high quality leads. High quality so it's literally leads. literally on their seat which means it's less maintenance at the end of the day. And you know what? It's Even though, absolutely, Chris, couldn't agree more. You know what? We don't
0: market that we have a brokerage, and we do. And we don't market to list people's properties because it's, it's more of a pain in the rear end to us than it's worth. So we don't do it. But we convert probably one in, I don't know, one in four, one in five of the leads that come from radio to get listings because we go out and we make them an offer that's a good offer for us, but it sucks so bad for them for whatever reason that then they're like, okay, well, just paying the 6% commissions is going to be three three to four times more money not left on the table than if I were to take this slow offer from the investor. So yeah. that's another great thing. We're not marketing those things, however we're doing them. So, you know, our core focus isn't to do that. But it's again, a way to convert leads. into yeah. doing it.
1: So David, as you look back, you've been doing this for a year, year and a half. What are one to two things now that you like most about radio as you look back on setting this up? What is it about radio where you go, these are a couple of characteristics I really appreciate about this channel? Well, that's an easy question for me. If I was to
0: stop all my marketing, except for one or two things, that would be it. That I'd keep that. Because again, it's, it provides the level of consistency that I, that I struggle with. And I'd imagine most people listening to this struggle with. That's why you're listening to podcasts to learn and you know fix problems that you're having. And the consistency is the hardest part, not just in marketing, but following up with people and you know just doing all the things you need to do. So I'm terrible at that. I'm not standing here today to say that I'm like this awesome wholesaler guy that can just get a call and make a deal. No, it's a volume game. We're, sp- we're spending money to do a lot of deals. But the marketing message that I put out on the radio, again, I've said it's consistent. That's number one. But number two, it's very targeted. And I don't have to worry about changing it. I can play with it and split test it and do certain things like that. But I can also just create one or two ads and put them out there and forget about them. So yeah, I would say number one, consistency. Number two, the uh, the target of your market. And then you can also target people differently on different stations, which we didn't even get into. I mean, there's no right or wrong answer on which stations to use or what time. However, there's better. I mean, that's obvious, right? Analytics will tell us. That there's stations that we should be using and some that we shouldn't. But that doesn't mean you're going to come across that that rockstar, you know,
1: 100k deal on a random station either. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's a good point. It's not a pray and spray method. You can actually get in and target your demographic by choosing the right genre of music that that person's going to be listening to. So, if your target audience is let's say over the age of 50, Well, then you just reverse engineer that back into the fact of, well, what are those people going to be listening to? And so you can actually narrow it down. It's not just like you're just doing this broad stroke approach to just seeing what you can get by blasting it out in all different directions. You can niche it in, which I think is important. So let me ask the question that I think is important as well. We're talking about what you like. Any hurdles in setting up radio? Anything that was difficult you if know, someone's considering this. They're going, man. I really need to get this set up. Yeah, What's going to be I'll there? be
0: honest, man. Like I said, if I wouldn't have hired you guys to help me with this, I wouldn't have it up and running right now. Because the process isn't frustrating. That's the wrong word. In order to do it right, you have to be diligent in the fact that, or just be not be just have to go in knowing that this is not going to happen overnight. This is going to be a, this is going to be a negotiation. But if you can get through that, um, it's awesome. So you guys. Tremendously helped me with that, but then also analyzing. I didn't know necessarily what to do and, and, you know, where to go and or how to even talk to these people. Everyone that's in a different industry is going to have a different terminology, different verbiage for things. And I had no idea what any of that meant. So again, that was, that was why I wouldn't have done it. I paid you to help me with the speed aspect of it, right? Because all of the how was done already. So that would mean I can't thank you guys enough. That's awesome. You made my, you cut my marketing budget in half. And the number of leads and quality of them is the same as it was with the double the, the marketing. It's great. And I don't have to work so hard. I love just, you know, being able to forget about the marketing and just focus on income producing activities. You know, like that. I agree. Marketing does not make you money, it's necessary, but it's, it's just a way of outsourcing. I know some people use virtual assistants to help them do those things. You know, when you're on the radio or any mass media like that, it is it's done for you. You pay the company. For that reason. So yeah, it's awesome. I I love it, man. We're going to ramp our, our station up here, probably to, you know, five, seven K here in the next few months, but just for three K a month. And that's what we've been running for about a year right now. Uh, it's been amazing, you know, and, and even if we were to cut that in half for those who don't have thousands and thousands of dollars, my, remember the first month I started wholesaling, I spent $1,200 on a credit card for marketing and I had 60 grand on that card already. You know, it's like, well, what, what's the difference between sixty and sixty-two, right? What's the difference, right? So, if you don't have a ton of money and you're new and you're learning this too, you don't, you don't have to have three, five, twenty, thirty
1: grand a month. You can do
0: this for probably, you know, eight hundred to a
1: thousand dollars a month. We say thousand, two thousand dollars a month, depending on the right. size of your station. So, in, in the, yeah, I'm saying, you know, if you're listening to this, right, and you're going. I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do in 2020. I've tried this. I've tried that. It hasn't really given me the return that I'm looking for. This radio thing sounds interesting. And one of the things, you know, David and I, you have talked about is that it's a marketing source that everyone knows about, but nobody's using, right? There's hardly anyone advertising on radio. As we continue to bring in people that we're coaching to do this, the thing they keep telling me is, I just can't think of anyone in my city, that's doing radio to find discounted properties because it's not, it's wide open. So, if you're curious, if you're interested in learning more, then what we'd love for you to do is just book a call, go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash REI radio. You can book a call and just ask questions. But, David, as you know, one of the keys with radio is the fact that we're doing exclusivity per market. No, we're not going to let this thing get saturated like Direct Mail did, where everybody's on that bandwagon. We want to be able to preserve it long term, and so that's why we're uh, limiting the amount of people that can come into the market that we're doing around the country. It's really wise because we want to preserve. I want to preserve it for me in Dallas, right? Right. right. It's a key piece for you in St. Louis as well. Yep. So it's really, really important. So again, wholesalingink dot forward slash rei radio. David, let me close with this question. People listening, right? Wondering, man, should I do this radio thing? Is this the right fit for me in 2020? What would you tell the audience listening today about would, radio?
0: Yeah, I would just say if you're looking for something that is going to produce better results for the same amount of money that you're spending now or, or in some cases less and be able to automate it, then then that's going to be the number one thing you should be looking at, Right. It, to me it's a no brainer because again i'm not good at at being consistent you know like they say you should mail people between 4 and 12 times right it was actually mailed somebody more than like 6 or 7 times ever right like i've done campaigns before and tested different things there's always new lists coming out and there's always this new thing right and it's just like man it, it's overwhelming there's so many choices but this message is broadcasted everywhere everybody can hear it so on multiple times a day and you start to get that repetition. So I have people tell me that when they call me, they'll be like, "Man, I heard your ad sixty times."
1: I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah, it's been on the radio for a
0: whole year." I'm like, "Who else has sent you sixty postcards?" That's a great I don't point. Think anybody ever has? And he's like, "When I first started hearing, it, I thought it was funny, you know, because it has a little little catchy line in there, a couple little lines. It's a great ad." But all of a sudden, now he became motivated for whatever reason. Something in his life changed. So
1: like, you can't beat the consistency and the repetition that it provides, period. Agreed. I, I totally agree with that. I'll close with this story. We had a call one time, David, where a lady called in. She had her two kids in the back seat, and she left this voicemail, right? She called in, it was like after hours and we didn't catch it live. And she said, hey, I'm riding in the car with my two kids in the back and I want you to know that they can repeat your ad verbatim. It's awesome. Great job. Keep it up. Right. You're doing great marketing. Have a great day. And hung up. Her kids. Yeah. In the back seat again, and kids aren't really listening to the radio. This was a classical station. It's a yeah. I like they're listening it, to right. classical music. They're doing their own thing, but it was repeating so much over time that her kids could repeat the adverbatum. You're not going to get that with direct mail. No, they no, so don't even see it. No, they don't. So man, thank you so much for coming on. Put your uh, flip flops and board shorts on. And uh, I'm on my way. So That's right. Hang out. All right, buddy. Well, hey, thanks, thanks for having so me, Chris.
0: Appreciate you, man. And yeah, I'm, I'm happy you had me on today. Cause if you do have any listeners or any people in, in your guys's network that are struggling with consistency, this is the easiest way to solve that problem, truly. And I'll be honest, I'm terrible at consistency in most things, you know? So like whenever you have to be consistent, again, in in marketing to these motivated sellers and answering these calls and running these appointments and following up with these people and sending offers, there's a lot of things you have to be consistent with. So take some of that off your plate and boom, there you go. This is one of them. You just answer the phone.
1: All right, David. Have a fantastic day. Thanks so much, man. Hey, thanks, buddy.
0: On. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye-bye.